The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. In a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions, only one podcast got roars ferociously. It it's the, the C3 Seahawks Panthers podcast. Post-game show. We had nothing to fight for, and the team still fought pretty hard. I would say that. What was the end score, CK? Uh, 30 to 24. 30 to 24, the Panthers fall again. This is like seven. I feel like it's seven in a row. It's, if it's not, it's six. It's six, I think. It feels like a million. It feels bad. How about that? All right, so uh, you're listening bad. to the C3 Panthers postgame show. My name's Tony Dunn. You can follow me on Twitter at cat underscore chronicles. If we could get a little shout out from the YouTube chat room, letting us know everything is sounding okay, because we are off site right now. We are off at, we're at, thank you so much, by the way, yeah, for man. hosting us, brother. It's yeah, great. Man, this is the, the secondary home of, uh, of C3, right? That's this the truth. The, we yeah, got the man. command center right here. <laughs> right. We have been in the car riding to the game yesterday. Now we all got to go home. All three of us got to go home. You got to stay right. here. I'm so, already here, man. You got to yeah. wallow in the misery. Tony Dunn here. I'm here with my co-host, Cody, my man, bro. How you doing? I'm doing wonderful, man. I'm joined with all my best Panther friends, the livest Panther fans on the YouTube chat, all the faithfuls, man, Underground West, Jeff Hodge, Jake DeLone, Joey Esquivel, Tony Dunn. Ain't nothing to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll. We got CK in the house. What's up, my man? You know, living the dream, man. Living the dream. We got to enjoy one last game for the season, and luckily it wasn't a blowout, so we got to actually enjoy it a little bit, but... uh, you know, it ended the way we expected. And let me tell you this. We got the fucking star here. Yeah, the star. Dude. Nova, baby. Nova yeah. in the house. What's Good Lord. Nova, yeah, man. man. I came all the way up into the game. I was hoping we was going to pull it off today. But, uh, you know, as always, whenever I get my tickets, I'm going to make sure I'm sitting high in the 500 area so I can see the whole field, so I can see the play calls, the X's and O's and all of that. And I got my eyes full today, and I see exactly – 
pretty much why we suck, and I'm quite sure you guys seen it too. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm wallowing in the misery right along with everybody else. <laughs> yeah, all right. So, uh, Co uh, Cody, tell me what you saw in this game right here today. Um, I saw, again, a Kyle Allen that does not read the field. Uh, Kyle Allen that has no zip on his passes, even throwing the ball 11 yards in front of him. Um, I see Kyle Allen making absolutely terrible decisions. And I feel bad for Scott Turner because, you know, this is his audition to prove that he can call plays in the NFL. His dad is a very famed coach, and this is his opportunity to show what he's capable of doing. And, and our quarterback is just, um, it's bad. There's no more excuses. The pass protection was not that bad today. Uh, I actually think they did pretty well. I don't know what y'all think. Um, I, I just this offense is a hundred percent Christian McCaffrey, and um, it's it's embarrassing, man. And the defense, we, we let up too many runs early on in the football game, and we have an offense that can't dig us out of that hole. So it's a comedy of errors. Um, same old, same old Panthers, man. Nova, you always bring such a great cat call. And what I, what I love about your calls, Nova, is that they truly do find a way to get their finger on the pulse of this team. Yep. You have, a, you have an innate ability. I'm not just trying to smooth you. What did you see out of this game today about this team going forward? Well, to add to what Cody just said, uh, besides what I've seen from Kyle Allen, I've seen trash, trashy play calling from the defense. Um, yes. I see I, I, whoever's calling the plays on defense as far as coverages goes and uh, alignment, defensive alignments and formations and stuff, based upon the formations that the Seattle Seahawks are running on offense, those aren't the best calls and the best formations to actually stop the run or actually uh, stop the pass coverages, the, right, the appropriate pass coverages and stuff like that. I see that they playing a lot of man coverage and and stuff, but yeah, they playing man coverage, but they playing them at the wrong time. They playing zone when they should be playing man. They playing yeah. man when they should be playing zone. Why? Let me ask you this: Is on the second touchdown of the game? It was DK Metcalf against Dante Jackson. It is in. Uh, I think they're in zone at that point. Right. And I think this is an important point that Nova's making: is that we're in zone when we should be in man. If, even if we're in zone, why don't you say this? If DK Metcalf is lined up against you, let's flip the zone. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you put a five-foot... You, you yeah, you leaned over to me and said, you got a five-foot-one guy and a seven-foot-one guy. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> what in the world is that? Oh, is Why don't we have the wherewithal to notice this? The Panthers' defense was atrocious as usual. Per usual, they ran seven yards on us anytime. They, I mean, look, if a quarterback, I mean, if a running back wants to have one of the best career averages, he's got to play the Carolina Panthers. CK, what would you see in this game? Uh, you know, honestly, about as much as you guys did. I saw um, <laughs> that we had to play two different teams today, not only the, uh, the Seahawks but the refs uh, with a lot of their uh, officiating. But, uh, you know, that's what we saw from the stands now. What, uh, what was on the television may be a little bit different, but uh, from the, at the end of the day, to have it this close was, uh, was a surprise. I don't think anybody would have expected it. 
Um, no. You know, there towards the end, our defense did show up when they knew that the Seattle Seahawks were only going to run. Uh, and then guess what? They were able to stop the run. Um, you know, but that was it. Uh, I, I think one of the things that, you know, Tony, you leaned over to me and talked about was there's something wrong with Luke. I mean, he is not the same Luke. He blew at least two or three different coverages that we saw. Um, and then, you know, he, he was a lot more decent against the run today than he had been in, in recent games. But, you know, from, from the aspect of his game in general, he has not been the level of, you know, player on our defense that – he has been in years past. And I think this goes to what, Cody, you have said all the time, is that while we want to focus, while we not we want to focus on, we actually hate focusing in on Luke. Yeah. I hate saying that he looks pedestrian out there. But when you do see the rest of the defense look atrocious, yeah, it's, it's kind of like saying this, is like I wish he was a better turd among the stinkiest turds. And like everyone, <laughs> you know, uh, and, and me and, me and uh, Nova were talking about this. Everyone's coming down hard on Dante Jackson, but it's another. In the it's stands, a, it's they a, were going nuts about Dante it's Jackson, another, and I think that was yeah, unfair. Is I it? Was it's <laughs> another. It's a. It's another one of those things where Luke and Dante, they're such. You know, Luke is, is a veteran. We all know who Luke Kinkley is, man. But Dante has so much talent and skill and bravado, and he has the personality that goes along with it. Whenever those two make mistakes. Everyone hones in on them. Everyone sees those mistakes more blatant than every other. Now, what I'm not doing is defending either of them. I don't think Luke or Dante is playing good football. But my thing is this. Who the fuck is playing good football in the no, Panthers no, right now? You're right. You said Especially don't throw the baby out with, with the, the bathwater. Yeah. Well, Christian. Uh, right, right. Christian almost got us this pick today. Let me, let me amend that. Uh, he who, threw it in the dirt. Who on... He Who on? Oh, you're right. Yeah, he did you're drop right. it. Who on the Panthers' defense is playing worth a damn? Nobody. I dare anyone no to name one Not player on our defense. Yeah. Maybe Shaq a little bit. And how about this? On that last touchdown, Shaq pulled Carson into the end zone. He would have been down, but Shaq had him and oh, literally gosh. pulled him into the end zone trying to make the tackle. What was it? What was the when they reviewed the call, the and they said that? W- remember when we said it should have been? Uh, it stands. The call stands. But they, stood, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was the oh, it was where they touched him, where the guy was touched. They touched him like this. That's what they said. Yeah, he didn't touch that. Cody? What play was it? What that was, was it? the one that was the fumble that uh, Chris Carson tripped on his own volition. Right. Yeah, and, uh, and then fumbled on the ground. Right. Had he fallen to the ground on his own, yeah, right, right, he, yeah. it wouldn't. Have, it would have been a fumble. Right. And they tried to say they overturned the call. They overturned. There was we, no evidence. We that. were playing both the Seattle Seahawks and the refs. And look. This is not, first of all, we would have lost had we not played the refs. Don't worry. Yeah. We should have we lost. So I, yeah. this is not, if you're a Seahawks fan coming in here, this is not saying we lost because of the refs. But what I saw was this, is a play that should have just stood. There was, it was not conclusive. All right, so look. We, I leaned over to CK guys at the beginning of this game, and I said, this is the same shit we've seen all season. It's, so, it's the same exact team. It's so disheartening. I mean, you listen to the last post game, this one, the one before. 
I mean, we're going to be saying the same things. It's it's the same team. And I think what makes it hurt the most is two years in a row. We're dealing with the same bullshit, man. We started hot. on fire, hot. But when did the they even start hot this year? Well, uh, well, I think with the, with the quarterback situation, we were... it didn't feel that way. But our but defense Kyle was humming. Kyle started ripping those wings. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and Kyle right. Allen looked good until the teams got a chance to realize, oh, this dude might not be a starter in the Canadian Football League, let alone the NFL. And now everyone, it, it, it's so easy to prepare for our offense. But for the second year in a row, it's the same Carolina Panthers that falls off a cliff. Excuse me, so is this yeah. safe to say that we were playing against Kyle Allen too today? Yeah, yeah. 100%. You know, how many people were we playing against? Listen, that's what I said. The refs, the fan, good guys, the fans. The I've Kyle seen Allen. a couple passes that could have gone for touchdowns today if Kyle was actually Absolutely. He is what did a we one see? read. What, you know what I was a big fan of? I felt like Scott adjusted. He was he amazing. Adjusted. Yeah. Right. Not only not only did he adjust, he adjusted to take out our biggest weakness, which was Kyle Allen. He did. And then until we couldn't afford to leave him out of the equation, we can't continue to run with three minutes. We ran game. six plays in a row that were all runs, mm-hmm. one a direct snap to the yeah. wide receiver. Yeah. Motion, 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 motion. motion. And they were still runs. Yeah. And they were going 10, 15 yards and everything. It's just and then guess what happened? When it finally started working, Kyle Allen happened. Kyle Allen was able to get the ball to wide open receivers. Now, any contested catches, there was none. You know, even that yeah. there was a couple of Jarius Wright that were out there that could have been. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I got to stop you. He got the ball to wide open receiver. Because he only looks Ah, at one receiver. We watched his head the whole time. It does not move. It looks at one guy, and that's it. So then is that him, or is that our coaches not trusting him? him No, that's what I think, too. Christian McCaffrey ran right in front of him, wide open on one play. Like, ran right in front of him, and he's like this. Where is Will Greer? And he throws it out to the left side. Why? Someone tell me. I don't think we see him this year at all at this point. We've said this a bunch, but now there really is no reason for us not to be playing Will Greer. There is no one that can come up with any common sense argument other than the Panthers are tanking because they know we're not going to win with Kyle Allen, so we're going to leave him out there for a better draft pick. There is not a reason in the world why you would not have already put Kyle Allen on the bench and see what kind of player you have that you drafted in the third round. It, 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 it infuriates me, and I know that there are no hopes for this Panthers team to make the playoffs, but it's like you're not even going to evaluate your own talent. I don't understand. We, you heard cries from fans, from old people. This is my thing is this. is you can ju- Panthers fans are old. No offense, <laughs> but they are a bunch of grandmas and grandpas out there yeah. in the stands. And when grandmas and grandpas are yelling for Will Greer, you know that it's mainstream at this point. Like, what the hell? Like, why is this not working? All right. You listen to the C3 Panthers postgame show. We're here on Tuesday nights live, 9 p.m., we're also here after the games, even when they stink. Look, we came, Nova came today, CK came today, I came today, and, and Cody's hosting us all at his house. So yeah. you know it doesn't matter how bad we are. 
Zero fucks Zero given fucks on that. <laughs> but on the same point as this, is that we're going to hear, we're going to talk trash about the team a little bit because, hey, we're fans. We get to do that. And we, we love them. The we love yeah. the Panthers. Yeah. We're allowed to do that shit when they're a dumpster fire. Seven years we've been doing this podcast. We appreciate your support. Go ahead and smash the thumbs up button. The 53 people watching right now. Here comes the shame moment. 19 of you jerks have actually, what is 54? 30, 34 out of 34 of y'all got to hit the smash, th- smash the thumbs up button. 20 of y'all are not jerks. No, I'm kidding. Hey, thumbs up for Nova Black being here, man. This is Come dope. On. This is the dope. best in the flesh. that we yeah, have. Yeah, he's a legend. He's in the house. Yep. Legend. Give us a thumbs up. Call yeah, into the show. Because we got some really good cat calls. Yeah, they do, man. The fans love. Look, we built a community. That's what it is. Yep. Is that I was talking to CK about the show before um, we were there. And what we don't want anybody to feel like is that this is us talking to you, this like telling you what to think. No, yeah. not at all. We are all here just chopping it up together. You're talking to us. We're rapping with you. That's what it's about right there. We ain't telling you what to think. Y'all are telling us what to talk about. And go ahead and call into the show, 252 252- Two two eight fifty ninety eight, and you can be a part of the longest running Panthers podcast. I do want to shout out Vivid Seats if you're trying to go to the game, whether it be a Hornets game, whether it be a Hurricanes game, or whether it be one of these painful ass Carolina Panthers games. Go to Vivid Seats or download the Vivid Seats app. You can be a part of the Vivid Seats reward program where they reward you for buying tickets. You can sort by price by seat, and you get a ticket you like. For a price you want, Vivid Seats, be sure to use the promo code OVERTIME. That's a promo code OVERTIME and be a part of that. All right. Um, let's just jump into this. Let's do a couple of cat calls. Let's catch our breath and see what you get and where we're at after this game. And I know people are upset. We're calling for Will Greer. People in the chat room are calling for Build That, that Wall. wall. Still Don't chanting. forget that is not a plug for Donald Trump. No. <laughs> Let's see if we can you know, hear it. guys, and this is Joey Esquivel, by the way. Joe, I Charlotte annoys the shit out of me. There were Seahawks fans at the stadium, and uh, Tony and CK. I'm sure you probably heard them. Yeah, there's this. Oh, but this just annoys the shit out of me. At least the PAT was no good, and it sucks that that is going to make you cheer for, like, I don't know. It's going to make you cheer because that's the only thing to cheer for this season. At least they're going to be chasing an extra point. You have a ladybug on your collar. You know, I prefer to be like we were in the Saints game where we played great yeah, up until the end and Joey yeah. Slide misses a kick so we don't mess up our draft pick. <laughs> There's only three games left. I don't think it's long to tank. All right, so there were a lot of Seahawks fans there. Luckily, there was. How empty uh, is? Oh, we got the auto. Thanks. I forgot the auto plays on your computer. The, luckily, there was a really good Seahawks f- fan looking like she was fly as shit right in front of us. So that was the only thing that allowed it to be okay. <laughs> So, but other so, than that, so I would say they were very docile. Mm-hmm. They cheered. They were not mean by any, no. uh, you know, no, like, is it, thank God I didn't have to sit around Atlanta Falcons fans the whole Absolutely. time. Absolutely. But 
I would give credit to this. I thought that Bank of America had more people in it than I expected today. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. I mean, I was expecting to be able to just move right down. Like, just be like, yeah, and we hey, didn't get to. And, let's go ahead and go down to the lower level and enjoy ourselves a little bit and be a part of the team for a bit. But uh, nope, that was this uh, is this is all I could there. do, man. I'm telling you this: the team looked so bad, Cody. All I could do was say, "Go back to your place where you, all your bicycle lanes and your sidewalks <laughs> and your liberal asses," and they yeah. laughed. Uh, and you know what? You know what? We haven't talked about. I've enjoyed being in that stadium while Cam Newton was in it. Oh, amen to that. Today, Cam Newton was at the game, Bank man. of America. Also, I don't even know if you guys know this. He had 10 children from Levin's Children's Hospital with him. Oh, Eight wow. of them were his. No, 10 kids. 10 kids. Yeah, he had a bunch of kids from Levin's Children's Hospital there. He had the boot on him. He was taking pictures. Man, that's, that, that's Cam Newton, man. That's the quarterback that we know and love. That's a quarterback that we're all hoping and praying that comes back and and is our quarterback next season. And it doesn't even feel right to say. I can tell you this. Yeah. They uh that 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 entire stadium wanted Cam to know that they were happy that he was there. You yeah. Know, it was uh, people every time he was on the jumbotron. It was people. They got loud. Cheering. I want Panther we fans to know that. Game as soon as Cam showed yeah. up. That was the only. I want Panther fans to know that because the silly. Panther, these silly anti-cam people, this very radical group. It's like politics. Mm-hmm. This is, it's all just like 100%. politics. It's ten percent on the left, ten percent on the right that dictate what we think right. is the true conversation. Yeah. But the loudest. When, but when Cam Newton came out there, people were supporting him. We were going nuts. So people were saying we want Cam. Even these, even though people that don't like Cam, let me tell you this: these old people behind us were making fun of me because I said I'm gay for Cam. You know, that's <laughs> and this old lady said, "Oh, you like old grandmas," and she was old, and I was like, "You better watch out." Oh, and, <laughs> and how about this? Is we were coming back and like we had to skip a row and I had to jump down a row. And she held my hand. I kissed it. I, oh, I said, what's up? Watch down. out for grandma's. I said, it was down. right there, by the way, guys. But <laughs> even though she was saying, I want Cam Newton, she was only half meaning it. We rode in an Uber today oh on the way. With one of your boys. With a Clemson fan. Who's a yeah. Clemson alum. Oh, Clemson alum who's okay. going, who goes going to, to the Ohio game. Yep, goes, going to the Ohio State right. game. Goes there. And he said, "Can't." And first, I will point out this: he was a black male, so he goes, "Cam's got a bad attitude." And I was like, "Oh my god, really? I can't!" I was like, "Let me out of this fucking car, man!" <laughs> but I just—it was just the typical. He's got a bad, and it didn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. But the point is, like Nova said, like CK saying, is the Panther fans that were there today. The ones that sat in the stands through what was no reason being, they all knew, just like we know, Cam makes this team better. Cam is it. Cam makes this team with those pieces an instant contender because we have an offense with Cam Newton as a running threat at out the backfield. He can throw the ball, make all the throws. 
deep ball on a dime. He can hit Curtis Samuel. He's a multiple re quarterback. He does. He's making audibles at the line. I was just. I, 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 I was telling Thank Nova you. that today. <laughs> today, but when before y'all got here, I was like, Cam Newton is so underrated pre-snap. The man knows how to read the defense, and our our, our offense has sorely been missing that level of command under center. Can we talk about this, though? Like, look at our offense. If we had Cam there with McCaffrey playing the way that he's been playing, DJ Moore finding ways to be wide open and making contested catches, and then his yards after the catch ability, I mean, he was making people look like complete idiots. Our offense truly, uh, I mean, if you could take Kyle Allen out of it. It's not. I mean, It's not been horrendous. We've put up points. We've been putting up 20-something points every week, it seems like. I mean, there's been a couple of weeks we don't. But overall, even when Norv was calling it, the offense was at least productive. You guys remember 2013, where we couldn't score 20. You know what I'm saying? And, like, so we we have scored points. The issue with it, though, is is our defense stinks. And I want to go to one of the comments. Richard's, Richard's Outdoor World says this, and I think... To me, this is the most bothersome point about not playing Will Greer. And I think he's hit the head, the nail on the head. By them not playing Greer, it makes it look like Greer is so incompetent, he can't be on the field. And I have said over and over, this is not about learning who Will Greer can be. It's really about learning where he's at, right, who he and is. giving him some experience. If right. he does terrible, well, so what? If yeah. he throws the ball to the other defense, that's what Kyle Allen yeah, did. Yeah, if he shines, we got draft capital. Yeah, yes, exactly. What if and he would have come in and led you for a touchdown drive? And well, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about let's talk about what happened with Garoppolo. I mean, exactly. You know, he came in for five games. He showed promise. He didn't show that he was elite by any means. And he got paid elite money. Even when he got traded, he he went undefeated there at the end of that 49ers season that was so abysmal that that people started to think that he was the second coming of Tom Brady. Um, You know, reality is, if you look at the stats, he did not do anything to make that team better. But, you know, you put a position where uh, the 49ers sent away a pick to the Patriots that they probably used to get somebody who's been contributing. Do we see him start next week? No. Shut up! But this is my entire point, though. What would be different against the Colts or against the Saints that isn't already happening? It has to be against the Colts. It has to be next week. But, okay, but, but but how bad the, can we lose? Every every I mean, si- right every time. every scenario that could happen that would cause the team to put Will Greer in has already happened. Yeah, and they're not playing Will Greer, so that shows you that they have zero intention on playing Will Greer. I agree. And it's not like Will Greer. How is, can Tepper not step in here? What I'm saying is, why doesn't David Tepper say, "Listen"? If Will Greer doesn't get some snaps, don't expect to have a job tomorrow. Yes. I mean, that's exactly where I'm at. Yeah, because it's not extra. Pre- so, uh, Ken Dye said, like, Patrick Mahomes sat a year. One, Will Greer is nowhere near Patrick Mahomes. But then, on, on, on another note, is a, a lot of people forget that Peyton Manning statistically had a, a terrible rookie year. 
John Elway had a terrible rookie year. So I don't want to hear this trash that, oh, if you play them too early, then you ruin them forever. Mm-hmm. No, it means they weren't built to play football, that they couldn't adapt. And get if he's better. so mentally fragile that he has, he gets sacked six times in a game and his career is <laughs> over. Yeah. Then you know what? Wasn't your future? Then yeah. Thank you yeah. for learning. Yeah. Jimmy Clausen repeat. Yeah. 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 This is it's insanity. It's insanity because it would be one thing if Kyle Allen was playing like he played in that third game he played. You Arizona. know where he's kind of you know well he goes he played Arizona he played Houston. He's kind of we don't know if it's North Turner calling the offense or whatever it is, but it was working. Right. The thing is, is this, is Kyle Allen has gotten to a point now. Number one, team, Seattle took the ball today. They won the coin flip, and they said, give us the ball. You know what that means? We want to play from ahead. Yeah. We want to go score seven yes. points on your ass, and right. your ass is two things. Number one, we don't think your defense can stop us. Number two, we know a Kyle Allen can't come back. But I would also say this. It would be one thing if Kyle Allen couldn't make all the throws. It would be another thing if he was just a one-read quarterback. But here's the third thing. Now he is just being irresponsible Mm -hmm. completely. It's just like this. Oh, shit. Getting tackled. Throw it up. And I mean, just throwing nothing. It doesn't even matter. And that's why I said any scenario that would cause a team to bench a starting quarterback for the backup has already happened to this Panthers team. So why should we believe that something would, would change against the Colts or against the Wolves? Nova, why would why is it that they're truly not starting it? What was the comment? Uh, one, one of the guys in the chat group said, because uh, Perry Fuel is Ron Rivera in disguise. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. It's like a Scooby-Doo cartoon. It was Ron the whole time. Um, so I do think this, is I can't get past this, is that, A, number one, if this guy is so easily broken in the last two games of the yeah. season, you know he's not. Our guy. Yeah. You know he's not. Yeah. And you know you're going to move on from him. It, it, I just don't, it doesn't make any sense. It makes zero sense while we're playing half the people, to be honest, that we're playing. Is that we, I feel like at this point, we need to see what Marquise Haynes can do. Yeah. We need to see yeah. what, I mean, we need to get Christian Miller reps. I don't know who these, but we don't care about Bruce Irvin no more. We don't care about Don Terry. Well, I, I'm not Don uh, not Don Terry Post. Well, how about this? I was thinking Ver- McCoy. I put this on Twitter earlier. I think Vernon Butler, uh, it was a disservice to him that the Panthers drafted him. Because David Gettleman drafted an insurance policy in Against case K-K. K-1 Short didn't sign. Yeah. But then he did sign. As soon as Star Lutalele left the Panthers, we shouldn't have signed Don Terry Post. That one text should have been for Vernon Butler. Now, in the final year of his deal... Vernon Butler has six sacks. So He's going to get paid by somebody else. Thank but, God. It better not be us. But who's going to pay, right, pay him yeah. for a year? But who's going to pay him for a year? Somebody's going to look at those stats. Somebody's Somebody gonna, is going to get suckered you know by the Vernon six Butler sacks from a defense. Mm. Yeah. That's a good All right, it, So then do the Panthers do like what we did with Daryl Williams no. and just give them 
a, you know, a, a handful a of change deal. for a no, year? No, because here's the problem. Even if you look at the production he's actually made, it's not because he's been disruptive. It's because the, the quarterbacks have been holding him to the ball entirely too long. So he's not getting up the middle and, and just overpowering his offensive tackle or his offensive guard, but he's just he's basically just the benefit. Like even today, like he just happened to be right where Russell was trying to escape the pocket. That was it. Yeah. You know, it wasn't that he was getting somewhere that somebody else wasn't. Had Russell tried to go a different way, it's a completely different he was outcome. Benefiting off other guys, and that's actually pushing the pocket. I'm okay with us if we bring him back under the condition that we tell him and he agrees that he's a rotational player. And he's playing for free. Yeah, I mean, he's I mean, I don't want it to be big or nothing, but this is that we're not look, look, Poe ain't going to be on this team next year. McCoy, McCoy arguably won't be on. I mean, there's a good chance he won't be on but this that's team. Kind of my point, what you're going to do, bring back Kyle Love. Vernon Butler is only 25 years old. That's what I'm that, saying. That, like, so if, if we you, bring him back, but we have to bring him back not as a starter, as this. Right. As, uh, as uh, a Kyle Love. Uh, Warm so we let him go, he goes to the Patriots or so, the Eagles. So the question is, do we go into the draft looking for a defensive tackle? Oh, my gosh. Again, I think we have man. to. Well, and that's another thing. I kind of feel like that's why they signed. Shaq Thompson, so that we're going into free agency, we don't have a hole at linebacker and defensive tackle. Oh, and by the way, James Bradbury needs a brand new contract, so we need a whole other corner. Like, I'm telling you, man, all the holes that are on this football team, they're creeping up on people faster than they expected. Yeah, Dave Gettleman will get two defensive titles back-to-back. Back. Yeah, yeah, right. He would, except for the problem is, is then the next year he draft three corners back-to-back back in the same <laughs> yeah, damn draft, and none of them are going to be on the fucking team. So, so all right, Bradbury. let's go to the next call. The number's 252-228-5098. Smash the thumbs up button. Subscribe to the show. Tell a brother about it. 63 people, only 36 likes. Come on. How empty is Bank of America Stadium as of 1.22 p.m. or so? It wasn't as bad as we think. And also, when are we actually going to make the visiting team's fans feel like they have to hide like the Saints fans do? It's not ever going to happen. Like, why are there enough Seahawks fans who are brazen enough to chant for their team Oh, to the, the point where we could hear them over the radio. All the way down. But we were screaming, boo. <laughs> if this right, was yeah, a I'm Super Dome, right I'm, I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to explain the whole reason the way this exists. The PSL system has created a very sanitary. A pompous atmosphere. Yeah. And that is, is that people who bought PSLs, first of all, have to come from the middle to up, middle upper class. Yeah. We buy tickets from people who are selling singles a lot of times. And that's fine. We come there. We slap the chairs and all of this. But another thing is, is I think also the PSL system has been bought by a lot of corporate stuff. And so that you get every business in Charlotte owns six tickets. And they give them to their clients and this and that. And, and those clients aren't Panther fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and then this is you get, and then I think the other thing is that the PSL system does is that it courts a lot of people that are going to go there and sit. 
Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? And we're up there trying to yell and trying to scream and yeah. and it's hard. It's hard when and I will and and fairness to Panther fans, there weren't a lot to cheer about today. No. No. The fact that we even got up on third down is a testament to us, not to the team, is they gave us zero to cheer for all season. The defense sucks, Kyle Allen sucks, all of the coaching staff except for Scott Turner, appears to suck. Well, and, I mean, listen, let's speak to what, what you guys are doing. When both of you leave, when all of you leave my house, y'all have, what, three or four-hour drives ahead yeah. of all yeah. y'all? Yeah. So if you're Panther fans and the team sucks like they do right now, well, I, my buddy is a Seahawks fan, and he's willing to pay for my ticket, so fuck it, I'm going to let my friend go. Yeah. And, and, and that that's just that's the way... Our, our our atmosphere is and until until um, we develop a a, consi- a winning culture for a stretch, yeah. Yeah. we have to have a stretch. And if you don't have, we don't have a single back to back winning season in our yeah, year. How can build, you build? You'll never build it if, no. unless you build sustained success. All right, two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. Next call. What is going on, gentlemen? It is Theo from Asheville. I don't really know I want to talk at this point in the season, but hey, here we are. We're actually putting in a decent performance against the Seahawks. I just want to, uh, you know, come in on another week, another game. And Kyle Allen, man, he, uh, he just, he doesn't really want to budge. He doesn't want to do anything, man. He, um, you know, to me, it's as simple as this, man. If we lose Cam Newton, it's not going to be good. Cam Newton is a playmaker. You know, he knows how to, in the pocket, you know, extend the play. He knows how to make plays when there is nothing. And I feel like, you know, after just watching these three interceptions back to back to back, on the on the last one, it just looks like, you know, Kyle Allen tries to make a play where there isn't one. And, you know, to me, that's the difference between a good quarterback and a great one, you know. Like, you'd never see an Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady making a play like that. You know, if they know there's no play, they're not going to try to make one. Um, or you know they know they know their ability to make a play. Essentially, I just think uh, Kyle Allen's decision making is abominable, and I don't know still why we have not seen Will Greer. I'm I'm just refusing to understand why we'd even go waste a third round pick. My only thought could be, I don't know. It's like. That's his first one. I feel like maybe you groom a backup, but then oh, I I he's been our starter. Also, I I can't I can't even explain the logic behind the Panthers right now. Well, um, yeah, is let me tell you this. Yeah, guys, it's very so, simple so when it comes to Kyle Allen, guys. Is then the whole Kyle Allen conversation that he was uh, potentially a budding quarterback in the NFL all came from the fact that he was not great, but he wasn't making mistakes. Yeah. And as soon as he started making mistakes which is true is that you're going to regress to the mean. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like you even if you're if you're hot on the roulette table over time you will regress to the mean. And it's yeah. just just a reality of life. And his mean is this is it sucks. And second is that that's the point. Is this just now it's this is we didn't want Kyle Allen to be Brett Favre. We didn't want Kyle Allen to be Cam Newton. We wanted Kyle Allen to be a game manager, but he hasn't managed the game. Case Keenum. I think CK made that comparison uh, earlier in the year. He was playing like uh, like Case Keenum, and but now it's it's nowhere even on that level. Like it's not. 
It's not a Fitzpatrick. I mean, he's the worst ranked quarterback. I got to admit, I'm probably like a Cowboy fan. You know, I'm very delusional. I wanted that joker to be Cam Newton. I mean, I knew he wasn't. No <laughs> <Cam Newton. laughs> I, was, I was still hoping, you know, yeah. that he'd come out and shine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a cow- That's what a Cowboy fan would but say. You're for your team, too, man. It's yeah. like you're hoping the best for him. Yeah. All right, next call. Hey, hey, hey. That's G Baby. G Baby. G Baby, fellas. We so. fucking sucks, man. <laughs> we ain't nice. It's a tough day in Panther Nation, man. But on a good note, fellas, Cam was in the booth sitting right next to David Tepper, and that's beautiful news. Same, I don't feel same. like Cam Newton is going anywhere, fellas. He ain't going nowhere. Told y'all, bitches. Like I said, we got to keep on losing. We tank the fucking season. We got a top 10 draft pick. In my opinion, we gotta go after a top ten weapon, man. Like oh, all world talent. I'm talking about like Jerry Judy or fucking CD Lamb out of Oklahoma. Those are my two picks so far. Let me know how you guys feel about it. But at the end of the day, you guys already know, keep pounding, baby. Hey. Keep pounding. So b- before I get to that, let me ask y'all this: If if Kyle Allen equals us having a better draft pick. Do we even want to see Will Greer? Like, is G Baby right? Or are we kind of just content to be like, well, let's just let Kyle throw a few more interceptions in the fourth quarter and uh, try and get that. Top I think 10 if pick. Kyle Allen was great today, we still would have lost. Yeah, I mean, yeah, really, are really good. I mean, Seahawks team. Let's be honest; they're not. They, oh, have, yeah. they don't have the record they have uh, after beating the 49ers, mind you. Uh, you know that they do by not being a good team. So yeah, I agree with that. But I think. The part of it uh, that we also have to look at is we pretty much know we're going to lose the last two games with Kyle Allen under center. Now, there, he could pull out some surprises against Indianapolis, and if New Orleans is playing for nothing, then by all means, yes. I mean, we may be able to win the last two games. Do we want that? No. Um, the thing that I think with the Will Greer conversation that I think is interesting is a lot of people want to put it towards, you know, we're just trying to develop him traditionally. Right. What does that Tra- even mean? Traditionally means you bullshit. learn behind a veteran, right? That's yeah. how I would, you know, perceive it. Patrick Mahomes behind Alex Smith. Uh, you know, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers behind, behind Brett Favre. You know, you have a long laundry Tom list Brady behind uh, Drew Bledsoe. What if Drew Will Bledsoe. don't have that? But here's the thing. If that was the real reason, he wouldn't be the third string. He would have been the backup to yeah. Cam Newton. Right? Am I wrong in that assumption? Yeah. Right. And right now, you're thinking that it, you're, you're trying to appease the fans by saying that it's just a traditional uh, movement. We're just trying to put him in a position where he's able to, you know, learn and develop and, and really see how he's supposed to handle things. Well, right now, he's seeing absolutely nothing. Like, he, all he has seen is what not to do. And maybe that's the positive to this whole thing. Maybe we see something where he's not able to make those same mistakes because he knows what not to do. And let me tell you this, is that you said it earlier, Nova, is that if my man comes out and he's balling ass, then you know what? We don't got to worry about falling three picks behind in the draft because all of a sudden we got a little collateral. Yeah. And if anything, you say this, is like, all right, he threw three touchdowns, they threw four Allen, you're back in the game, bitch. And by by the way, by the way, wouldn't it have meant more for Will Greer to play 
versus a good Seahawks team today? Because uh, let, let's just say, for example, they put down Will Greer versus New Orleans. It's very reasonable that New Orleans might be playing all backups at that point in time to make sure they're healthy for the playoffs. And let's not fucking fool ourselves, guys. The last thing you need to believe, folks, is that these bitches know what the fuck they're doing. No, they Half don't. of the NFL don't know what they're doing. Number one, the NFL as a damn league don't know what the fuck they're doing no. because just look at all the bullshit that comes each week with the refs. Number two, look at how many bad fucking teams there are in the NFL. Where are all these GMs that are so fucking brilliant? Sorry, they're not. And three, we have watched a Carolina Panthers team, and you have been the champion of this, Cody, is that will not play players yeah. until someone's hurt. Right. So they say Will Greer's not ready, right. but I don't believe them and for you shit. Shouldn't. You shouldn't believe him. So Christian Miller was another healthy scratch today. Uh, Brian Burr, uh, shout out to... Uh, Who one. gives a shit about Bruce Irvin at yeah. this point? Uh, he is not, this point, he yeah. ain't doing nothing for oh. Shout out to uh, our listener friend uh, Kyle Cottrell posted on Twitter a picture of Brian Burns standing on the sideline on, oh, on the third down. Just, yeah, uh, but, uh, no. no, no, not with a cast on. Just not doing just shit. Just taking a nap. Then, they're, not, they're not playing him. Playing Sudoku. They're just, they're just not playing him. And it's the same thing. Like, like, Ron Rivera is very much still here in spirit. I do think that you were correct in that, It is the fucking Scooby-Doo yeah, shit. Dude, dude, but so th- th- that's what I'm saying, man. Like, we have to cut this coaching room at the end of this season, uh, by Eric Washington, later, bro, uh, later. Everybody, uh, yeah, Perry, everybody, mean, nobody. I mean, I'm talking down to Vermillion. I'm talking, oh, yeah, and, and sure. that he should be the first. And he one never in. gets enough. And, and let me let me get the other one. Is I don't want to hear one more fucking time about John Matsko. And yeah, being the brilliant. Yeah, yeah being like, the if that was the case, then uh, then our line wouldn't suck for seven Byron years. Byron would have still been here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he would have turned out. <laughs> yeah, he would have turned yeah. out. You want to hear something crazy? Yeah, it has nothing to do with the Panthers. At Rams and Cowboys game, the Rams are receiving the kick at the first. At the, they received the kick first, and they're receiving it at the beginning of the second half. Why? Apparently, there was some sort of a a, a coin toss flub where Dak said he wanted to kick instead of defer. And so now the they apparently got the opportunity to uh, somehow it, it allowed the Rams to receive both kicks. Okay. Uh, once again, <laughs> the <laughs> NFL. <laughs> the fucking, yeah, we're not even done with our Imagine show. Imagine how much fucking money the NFL could make if they weren't a piece of shit. Yeah. Oh, I mean, they are the way biggest more. sport ever, yeah. and they can't get the simplest shit right no. when it comes to. My man fumbling today. How? How in the world was that? This is what I need to hear from the NFL. Was it Chris Carson hit the turf? And they're trying to see if somebody flipped his fucking little <laughs> shoelace or something. Yeah. It should have just been this. Call stands. Yeah. Call stands. Not enough. Next call. Yeah. Thank you, G-Baby. I hope you call hey, it's for more. G-Baby. There's another thing I got to say. I'm super drunk. Ah. I'm flying in the sky. I live that colorful life. That colorful life. God damn it, man. This shit sucks. It's like, it's almost to the point where I'm not even mad that we lose anymore. Like, I don't even get upset. It's almost expected that we were going to get our ass kicked. Oh, yeah. I just don't understand. 
can. We're looking for a top ten. It is yeah. just heartbreaking, man. Sad times. Oh, sweet fucking Jesus, man. God damn it, man. Oh, my God. It's a fucking Seahawks. The reason why this is hard for me, I live in Utah, so there's a lot of fucking Seattle fans where I'm at, and I have a lot of friends that are Seattle fans, and this is just fucking, god damn, man, I feel like, like, honestly, dating back to 2012, what, if someone can tell me what is the record between the Seattle Seahawks and the Carolina Panthers, Mm. I feel like it's almost even. But I thought they got our fucking number, man. Like, I'm so fucking sick of this shit, man. Like, God damn. Well, they'd be like about six months back. Yo, like, yeah. Looking at the glass half full. Hey, Houston always be one, three. With the year we drafted Cam Newton back in 2011, Panther Nation, listen to what the fuck I'm saying, yo. We ain't shit without Cam Newton. Cam Newton is Carolina, goddammit. Fuck. Jeez, baby, always turn up, bro. I'm just happy he fucking showed up to the game. <laughs> and it's just fucking quite funny <laughs> that David Tepper is like, oh, Cam's a, an elite player. Like, as long as he's healthy, we're going to bring Cam back. I don't know if you guys noticed. Look on fucking Carolina fucking Panthers website. It's nothing but Cam Newton now. It's not, like... Throughout the years, before David Tepper was, They're you know, like, opening his mouth, we didn't see Cam Newton at all on the fucking Carolina website. And now yeah. all I see is Cam Newton's face. And I'm telling you right now, the relationship between David Tepper and fucking Cam Newton's a lot fucking closer than we think. And I honestly believe Cam Newton will retire. This is Carolina Jeff Hodge. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, baby. Yeah, let's <laughs> fucking go. G-Baby is trying to give Nova a run for best calls. Caller. I know, right? Uh, man, he's coming. All right, you said this. All right, Seahawks lead the series 9-4. to four. All right. The 3-7 and seven in the regular season. We're 3-7 and seven and 1-2 and two in the postseason against yeah. them. Um, the other thing is... Jeff Hodge, Chef Jeff, your brother, your cousin, cousin, your cousin. He has been saying that he believes that there's real thing going underfoot here where Tepper has come to Cam and said, look, we're getting rid of of Ron. We're going to come back to you. And I don't know how you can't, if you're Tepper and you didn't feel that way, how you can't feel that way a little bit now. Yeah, man. Well, especially because, it, listen, it's not hard to see how apathetic the Panther fans are right now, man. There is no hope for the. We are already talking about the draft, y'all. Like, this season, like, we had high hopes. Speaking of, one of the callers asked about the right, two people. Right, 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 right. Uh, what do you think about those fans? But, but so, listen, I would love to have either one of them. Um, I, I just kind of feel like we, we're in need of that bigger body receiver on our football team. Uh, we don't have a red zone threat, man. Like, we, we need someone that can go up and pinpoint the ball. Like so, Leo. from that, yeah, like, so from that perspective, I'm looking at either LaVisca Chenault, uh, LaVisca Chenault from Colorado, or T. Higgins from Clemson. Y'all are going to say I'm just being a fanboy, 
but I'm not. Yeah, Homeboy can go up, look up some T. Higgins highlights, and tell me you don't want that dude on the Carolina Panthers next year. Six foot five, runs a four four, and can just go up and get the football. Dude, we're in need of that kind of player, man. In the first five. round, but but, but we got. I want to see. I want to see a three cone. Yeah, no, no, that is true because the bigger. But see, that's kind of what I'm saying, though. My DK sucked on that. Right, right, right. DK's good, though. But if you add another receiver like that, you already have your shifty players and Curtis Samuel and DJ Moore. So they're going to win in space. But I'm talking about when you just need someone to go up and get the football, but you don't have that kind of receiver. Bro, if we get a receiver in the first round, I'm about to fucking. Burn this bitch to the ground. We <laughs> better get. We better get an offensive or defensive lineman. What about the In the first, no, the first no, no round, it's bro. not worth it. In the we first, we got Ian Thomas, man. He's still. I'm, he's gonna be good. I'm yeah. tired on the idea that tight ends are worth a first round. If you go back to OJ Howard. If you go back to e- Eric Ebron, well, all of these guys are pretty good. Was that boy David and Joku? He looked yeah, like Julio yeah. Jones coming out of the draft. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and they don't make the impact that you need them to. Yeah, I'm to the point where I just want the uh, build that wall, brother. Hold on, yeah, man. man. Austin Hooper and Zach Hurts. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. there's those, some those good tight sets. ends. And, uh, hey, good. The, the Baltimore I Ravens. Think, uh, I want to get no, those bitches so. in the third. That's what I want. I want no, I hear you. How often do we so. see an impactful uh, tight end taken in the Take first? Step, like, in the first. It, I mean, was, uh, it was in vogue Rock, for a little while. Travis Kelsey, maybe. Yeah, first, but think about Hunter Henry, all of these dudes. Uh, Joe, I mean, Kittle. Guy, uh, Kittle was the third or fourth round pick, right? What about having the T.J. Hawkinson, man? Uh, he was just oh, he was great, and then he got he been on the IR. Yeah, this okay, was his okay. uh, this was his. Uh, well, what about uh, what about the kid? This is that you have Dakota. Who's the kid that went to the Philly? His name's something Dakota, Dakota. Oh, 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 uh, yeah. When I was still calling into the show, yeah, you uh, liked him. Uh, uh, Dallas Goddard. Dallas Goddard. Dallas Goddard. I call him Dakota. Dallas. Well, they, they, yeah. The Dallas Goddard was uh, was a troll on the Cowboys though, because the the day before. Right. His name retired, is Dallas, and, and they fit. they drafted him even though they had Ertz in there. Yeah. And then the other is the dude that's for Miami, who's oh, actually um, starting to play pretty well. Uh, it starts with a G. Uh, what's his G- name? Gusecki. Yeah, Mike Gusecki. But yeah. still, none of those dudes at the end of the day change your team. No, no, significantly. No. That's why I'm like, I'm okay. Like we need to get pieces, but that doesn't mean I think we need some sort of elite talent at corner. Yes. Or on the line. If I'm the Panthers, you only have three options in the first round and second round. Sam. It's either it's either, it's either, it's either offensive line, yep. defensive, defensive line, line or, 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 or secondary or safety. Yeah, right. a, a corner or a, or. or a, or a uh, there's a lot of people that were. The, the Panthers game. have not drafted a safety in the first round since Thomas Davis, and he didn't stay a safety. He was a, he became a linebacker. Yeah. All right, let's go to the next call. What's up, C three? Chef Jeff here. Cousin. Just watching Russell Wilson take take the first knee before the end of the game. Um, I have to be honest, man. I think uh, with the exception of Kyle Allen. I think our team played good enough to win today. I mean, we <laughs> I yeah, thought we were going to get blown out by 30 or 40 points, so, to be honest yeah. with you. And to bring it within seven at the end of the game, that's pretty good. Um, defense 
seemed like it, it got, you know, it got its uh, mojo back a little bit in the second half. Um, I, Austin. I think we had like four or five uh, stops in a row, which is, you know, I mean, it's great if you're not, you know, down by 20 points. It would have been great if they could have stopped at least one or two touchdown drives. But, I mean, you can't, you know, can't fault the defense for Kyle Allen giving up the ball so much. Um, I'm of the belief that we are not going to see Will Greer. I mean, if he was, if he didn't get put in today after the performance of Kyle Allen, right. he probably won't be put in. Um, I don't know if they're saving him, give him after or, or what. Um, but I was, I was kind of hoping to see him a little, that, you know, in the second half of the day, and it just didn't happen. Um kind of wanted to save this discussion for Tuesday, but I brought it up in the in the chat last week. Um, Eric Reed, uh, I know San Francisco, before, uh, before he left there, there were rumors that they were going to try him at linebacker, and uh, I, I honestly like that idea. Um, I think he'd make a, an outstanding linebacker. Because uh, God knows he can't cover he can't cover as a safety Not as far as you know covering deep, but he's a great run stopper. No. Uh, like I said, maybe we can say that for Tuesday. I don't know. Just uh, just over this season. Um, I I can't wait till next year. You know, we got confirmation that Cam's coming back. I mean, that may just be bullshit, but it seems more and more like he is coming back next year. Like I've said before, you can't trade an unhealthy Cam Newton, and if he is healthy, why why would you want to trade him? Yeah, unless somebody's going to give you like three first round picks or something. That's all we've said uh, the whole time. They've been so consistent. Decent game today. Um, Like I said, almost pulled it out. Probably got back one or two of those turnovers. We probably we might would have won the game. But uh, all right, I'll be listening, guys. Keep pounding as always. Have a good day. Cousin, thank you for your call, man. And that's exactly... Listen, I love... I mean, he, he said what I said earlier, and I think it, it, it remains true. And that's how you know that they, they like Kyle Allen losing them football games. I mean, they have to at this point. They, they, there is nothing that could happen going on that hasn't already happened for for the Panthers to bench him. How about this? I kind of think... I kind of think if Kyle Allen... Slapped Perry Fuel in the face, it still wouldn't be enough to get him benched. Like, it even doesn't make any sense. Like, I, I think it's this is that I continue to say I believe it's because that Scott Turner, Perry Fuel, and these guys are playing for their jobs, yeah. and they believe that Kyle Allen is familiar enough with everything to give them potentially the best job for them the to win. look well. You know, even if not winning, even just to look somewhat comp. And Will Greer is the unknown. These guys are not going to be with the team, but it doesn't matter. It's time for David Tepper to come down on high. Marty Herney. Yeah. He needs to go to Marty Herney and say this. Marty, I've been nice to you. (laughs) I've been nice to you. I'm letting you stick around, get a couple extra paychecks through the draft. You're going to be a senior advisor before you know it. But now it's time to be the bad guy. It's time to go in there and tell Kyle Allen to fucking pack up his chicken nuggets he looks like a little baby sitting on the floor with Indian style, eating damn chicken nuggets, dipping them in the ketchup, playing with his little McDonald's Happy Meal. He looks like a child, man. Yeah. He looks like a fucking child. So, and I'm sorry because I look like a child still. Someone says that to me, like I look young. But you know what? I'm fat enough to be an old man. That's a but, compliment. <laughs> it is. It ain't a compliment when you're a football player. 
Okay. Yeah. Jack, no. Uh, no. 100% so uh, it doesn't make any sense. Why? Again, it's not like Will Greer is going to threaten our chances at the draft pick. None of this bullshit. I I'm so. I don't yeah, even. Yeah. I don't even understand it. I don't. And I think maybe we need to stop looking even towards the idea of Will Greer and start asking about Christian Miller. Or start asking about a Marquise Haynes. Start asking about some of these other players right, yeah. that we really need to know. I mean, you know what you have with Bruce Irving. Yeah. You know what you have with Mario Addison. With, you know uh, what you have with Gerald McCoy. Yes. I mean, put, and put and it's, a, it's a chance to evaluate talent in a scenario that isn't preseason where all the plays on offense and defense are as vanilla as they come. And against also re- right. their reduced talent, right. too. You are, you are really getting a look. You could have seen them against... A motivated Seattle team. A motivated today. Seattle. But look, I mean, pick any of the past few games that we've that we've had to play, man. We've had opportunities to, to, especially since we've known that this rebuild or semi-rebuild or whatever the hell you want to call it, that it's inevitable. You you want to know what kind of talent you have on your football team, and we're not even making the efforts to do that when we have a golden opportunity in front of our face to do so. So I got a question. Yeah. So my question is, Kyle Allen, he's the, he's so called gives them the best chance to win. Right. From what I'm seeing today, is the guy is following, making one read. He's not reading the field, and if he's trying to read the field, he's not seeing the field. So if Scott Turner was the quarterback coach, and now he's the offensive coordinator, and Kyle Allen is still mm-hmm. isn't making any improvements as far as his reads and stuff, who's that fault? That's a point that I made Tuesday. Yeah, that's that. That's it's a. Uh, that's just a good point. That's just a good reason. Yeah, there isn't really a good answer to it because no. it's a good point. Yeah. So should we just do a, a complete overhaul then? Like it's well, good. we are doing that no matter what. I think Tepper did Scott Turner. I think Tepper was brilliant in three ways. And who was it we were talking to before the game? Nick. It was oh yeah we caught up with uh, Nick Wilson for WFNZ oh, really? who does yeah uh, Wilson and Parcel they do the ten o'clock show and he was saying Tepper has done three brilliant things this year first he let go Ron Rivera in a way that gave Ron Rivera an opportunity to get out there and go say look at me right. look at me and audition so you leave on friendly terms with Ron yeah and then the next brilliant thing was i believe he said the Scott Turner appointment yeah and he didn't like go that. as far as we have said and we pointed this out in the show and i know i did and that is you're kind of worried about well we fired Ron and now we got your brother Norv over here your cousin Norv what do we do with him? They demoted Norv. Norv is zero. Like yeah. Norv, he just—they told the old guy to go stand over there. Yeah, pretty much. But then his he son, assistant, yeah, assistant head coach, who is not even on nowhere. Did, has anybody seen him? Yeah, no. They actually on the on the uh, broadcast, they did show him in the booth. Oh, and Rodney Barber was talking about him. But they were basically saying the same thing. Like, uh, you know, it's basically just there being the old head now. Yeah. You, you know? So that's brilliant, though, because you give Scott Turner an opportunity. While still feeling like he belongs. Right. Yes. Kind to of like audition. Kind of about the, the organization. While also, you know, providing some sort of a, 
uh, uh, some might even call it a, a board of an executives for uh, Perry Fuel if there is a question about how practice should be run, how should I handle yeah. this situation. And then the third brilliant point is not firing Marty Herney outright, but also being clear that you're phasing him out. And so for all of y'all jerks who continue to pick on Tony in the chat room, Nick, <laughs> I saw you. But I, these are the things that I have been saying for weeks now. Yeah. How awesome is it that you keep Scott Turner with the team invested and fire Norv at the same time? That would have been impossible yeah. in any other scenario. Yeah. And then last, I think this, is I, I'm, I'm on this train. I think it's Nick Casario and Josh McDaniels coming to Carolina. And Nick Parcell said this. He said that in the last year, and he didn't go into detail of why, but he said that David Tepper and and Josh McDaniels have been orbiting each other. I don't know. Dave from the Patriots? Yeah. Yeah, the offensive mm, coordinator. The offensive and then, and yeah. also their player personnel guy. So you would bring in the guy who has basically been the guy who is the GM of the Patriots because he's not the GM because that's Bill Belichick. Right. But if you brought them together as a couple, and I don't believe Tepper is going to be foolish enough to go hire a coach and then also believe you can just find any GM that thinks a certain way and match them, is that they might be good for a little while, but you need two guys coming in that are walking and talking right. in lockstep. Right. And look, look at the, the Jets. Every other year, the Jets have a new general manager, and they never get the chance to pick the head coach. Robbie Switzer says Norv didn't get demoted. It was his decision. He didn't want to be the intern, the interim, interim coach. The interim coach. I and I want to say this, is that what evidence do you truly have for that? Well, so I did say this on our show. Maybe it was like a respect for Ron, Ron and Eric right? type Maybe. Type thing. But I so, think it's yeah. an assumption still. Yeah, yeah. We have no evidence. Norv doesn't another. have a good track record as head coach. No, he does not. He's had some tough. Man, he was tough with the Redskins. That's not his fault. They stunk in the eight when he took over. in San Diego, yeah, is the... This is North wasn't the pro. I think that Tepper was very smart. He said this is North's career's over. Yeah, he actually gave these guys a real good opportunity. Yeah, right. I mean, it was smart because I mean he's he's got the PR aspect of it because he's showing respect to Ron to let him go now to be able to get his interviews in early because that is going to be like if you wait till after the season he's got such a leg like just such a handicap on getting the job that he wants that it's not even you know it's not even worth. Uh, Today might have gotten him a job alone. Yeah. Is that he ran six plays in a row, I feel like, in what quarter was that? The second? Yeah, well, I mean, uh, and it was just motion, motion, motion. We didn't throw the ball yeah. at all until yeah. the end. Like, he was able to create misdirection Absolutely. a lot. It was wonderful, I after, thought. Think about it was it masterful, I would say. That's after one full week of preparation as a head, uh, as the offensive coordinator. Just think about if he had an entire offseason to be able to develop his own playbook. That's what I was thinking. Um, I mean, I honestly think that you put a position, like, allow him to think about things like that Scott as Turner. opposed to, yeah, as opposed to just so one, like, he's got one week. I mean, he doesn't have the ability to create a whole new type of a, a game plan for his offense, which uh-huh. I think 
uh, you know, requires him to be somewhat vanilla, but he has found a way to make it creative, at least to the best of his ability. And that direct snap to Curtis Samuel, I think that was an accident. That looked amazing, though. But when we, when we look back at it, he's running his dad's playbook, not his own yeah. playbook. Yeah, that's and, true. But he and has the, put a little of his own stamp yeah. on yeah. it. By the way, he's using the personnel. Right. Like, yes. just getting ready Curtis to Samuel. I think Curtis Samuel's the example there. Right. Well, right. It, it seems like he's going to the parts of the playbook that are reserved for very special situations, and he said, why right. do these have to stay in this position? That's just so... You know that that's just so basic to say. I'm only going to run this motion if our if our run game isn't working. Just we to get ran motion done. on every play today. <laughs> it seemed like well, well look what 49ers question. are doing. That's yeah, what all they, they do. They, and it worked it against works. us. But to answer your question, Nor's so old school. He's 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 old school back like Dallas Cowboys. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he want to keep the same players in, running the whole playbook. No man, yeah. you got to use your guy's skill set. And yeah. we don't have a Michael Irvin, no. and we don't have an offensive line like the Cowboys have. No. And to be fair to someone that I trash more than anybody, a Mike Shula is his offense was not a bad offense. It was just predicated on certain things working. I got and a lot number of- one, your receiver's <clears throat> catching the ball. Yeah. You have big... When you have low percentage plays that by their nature, you're throwing the ball 15 yards, field, like that is by their own nature, they're a low percentage play. Right. But when you've got alligator arms and they can't catch it, that causes a problem. And then second... You got Ted Ginn Jr. dropping two touchdown passes in the Super Bowl. And then if you get an offensive line that can't give you any protection there, the play action wasn't working. I actually say this is Mike Shula probably did his best job as a coach, period, with the Carolina Panthers, even though we trashed on him. That was the best he could do. And earlier earlier, earlier this year, (laughs) I don't remember who it was. I think I got some pushback for you. I said that like there's not a whole lot of difference between the plant calls that Norv Turner was calling right. and what Mike Shula. Remember that NFC Championship game against the Cardinals? We, we were using Ted Ginn on on jet sweeps. I mean, we were using Philly Brown like that. He was we, feeling we were, it that yeah, year, wasn't we were, he? We were doing some 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 different shit, and then North Turner really got the the credit for. Oh wow, look at this new Panthers offense and the new looks that they're that they're incorporating. We've been doing them, but this Panthers offense has better personnel to do those kinds of things. DJ, uh, we just don't got, got a line, line. right? Right, so, and we don't got a line. Yeah. And we really. didn't have a line in 2015. We didn't have any receivers either. Uh, I would say in Cam 2000. In the at least windows. in 2015, we had a line that played every week. I would say in 2015. You know I mean? They did play all the way the to the end. The offensive interior, I think, was really good. I think that Trey Turner played his best. It was probably oh, the yeah. final year of a Pro Bowl. Ryan Khalil and Andrew Norwell playing the yeah. type of play that got him paid in Jacksonville. It was Rimmers hit the wall in week 12, right? So in week 12, he starts going downhill and or was on skates. But And, I mean, also these guys went against the best defensive or was, front. Or, uh, or was more than, than serviceable. Yeah. He, he wasn't. The, prob- the thing is, is this, is all four, five of the guys played from week one yeah. to week 18. Right. In the same spot. So even if it wasn't perfect... They were there each week. There was right. a certain continuity. 
and we have not had any continuity on the offensive line. And someone said it, and go back the chat. There was a, a comment yeah, in the, the chat one that room. I pointed out. And yeah, right it, there. You see down. it? Uh, yeah, uh, Austin Gosnell. Right here. Nobody wants to go O-line because it's not the flashy pick. But when you're in this position, that's why we're in this position of no O-line because everyone wants the flashy pick. Everyone wants a receiver. Everyone wants a defensive end. Dude, I remember me and uh, Brother Herbert going at the same conversation last year over the defensive line. I'm like, no, man. We even, have when we to have, even when we picked McCaffrey, it would not have been a, um irresponsible pick no. to pick like a tackle. Now I love it. But at the right. time, I wasn't in love with the Christian McCaffrey pick. Man. I wanted uh, Fournette. Fournette. Let me wanted well, I, think, I think a lot of Panthers fans did. Oh, but yeah. I think that, you know, when we saw that, obviously he was going to go to the Jaguars before us. There was, you know, it was going to take too much to trade ahead of him. Right. But, I think we definitely got the better Which apparently we tried to do. David Gettleman called the Giants or whoever had the number two pick, but they weren't giving it up. He Thank wanted Jesus. Fournette. Thank Jesus. Imagine Fournette on this team. It'd be like Jonathan Stewart 2.0. He would have quit. Yeah. He would have quit. He would have been like this. Hey, he wasn't was... that, um, what's that boy, I think, that came out of that, that, that defensive end, that first round draft pick that year? Was it, uh, uh, there was, was Jonathan a... Allen? Was uh, one Nick Chubb, I know. Uh, Nick, uh, not Nick Chubb. Not Nick Chubb. Derek, Derek Barnett. Derek Barnett. Derek Barnett. He played at Tennessee. Went yeah. to Philadelphia. There was Josh. Uh, Jonathan Allen was that year. Yeah, Jonathan Allen and, and then, Solomon Thomas. And was, I think the Chubb you're thinking of was the Nick one that Nick, Nick Chubb. Chubb. Yeah. Nick Chubb. Yeah. yeah, and that might have been. I don't know if that was. Oh, no, a, a, not the brown. Child, no, the back. one from Nick Denver. 2018. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Bradley Chubb's the defensive end. The guy that came state. from State. He played yeah. from State. All right, let's. you're listening to the C3 Panthers podcast post-game show. Guys, we've been doing this show since 2013. We haven't missed a week. We added the post-game in, I think, last year. And it's been a massive success because you guys love to hang out and talk Panthers with us. You make this show. Go ahead and call into the Cat Calls line numbers 252-228-5098. Smash the thumbs up button and do this. Help us grow by sharing the show with one friend. That's all you got to do. You know a Panthers fan? Send them a link to the show. And it doesn't have to be live. Send them the link on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn. We're on all the podcast apps. And if you're feeling frisky, donate. Who cares? I don't care. I just want you to care about the Panthers. Here we go. Next call. Panthers podcast. How y'all doing? Oh, G. What's up, G? Hey, man. I'm so sick and tired of damn losing, man. Lord have mercy, man. First of all, shout out to DJ Moore because once again, he played his damn ass off. Yo, we need to damn release or cut Dante Jackson come off season. That dude wow. fucking sucks, man. Well, all that speed that boy got, okay. he let damn rookie beat him. Metcalf, he let a damn fucking rookie beat him. Come on now, man. What the hell is going on? You know what I'm saying? Who, who, who's the worst cornerback? Him or Corn Elder, Elder, man? Like, for real, man. This shit was horrible, man. We he started coming back towards the damn end. To but to me, the play call, call was horrible until the fourth quarter. It's just, it's just, we're, we're a damn mess, man. Hopefully, the new coach that we get fires some damn people. Like, for real. And we need to get out of that 3-4 defense and stick with the 4-3. For the love of God, stick with the 4-3. I mean, 
We look bad so today. Even though we only lost, yeah. we only yeah, lost so by six points. This looks bad, man. It looks, it looks, man. This is horrible, man. I think it's the same thing. Like, we look a damn mess. And I don't know about y'all, but I'm sick and tired of fucking losing. We have a daggone good-ass squad. I don't know why we keep losing. It's like Kyle Allen should have got pulled after that third interception, man. Three interceptions, you going to keep him, man? Man, please, man. Anyway, keep your head up, y'all, and always remember, y'all, keep pounding. Thanks, G. You're the man. World famous G. Cavassier. Thanks for calling in to the cat calls. The number's 252-228-5098. Now, briefly, let's talk about this. Is it Nova? Is it a 3-4? Is it the 4-3? Is that the problem? Well, they were running the 4-3. It's neither the 3-4 or the 4-3. It's the play calling, man. Yeah. Listen, I'm, I'm telling you, our defensive coordinators out there calling plays like I used to call when I first started playing, learning to play Madden. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm quite sure these other defensive coordinators, offensive coordinators of other teams just looking at these guys like but they if they if they want to play the three four, then they gotta learn how to coach the three four, coach the, the, the run fits and stuff like that, and they gotta learn how to call the play calls based upon the offense the offensive um lineup and the offensive play type that the offenses are trying to run. Obviously whoever's supposed to be at the helm of the calls obviously is I can't say Ron Rivera is inexperienced because he did real good out yeah. there in San Diego with the three four, but he wasn't the coordinator. He was on. He was the defensive back coach out there at the time. I think he got promoted to coordinator later, but at, right now it don't it don't look like that to me. So. And, and Tony, what what did you look over and say to me when during that G call? We were so excited about that three four at the start of this year, weren't we? Okay, well we were excited because we saw our four three defense. Get the shit kicked out of them a number of times. So now we're excited for the 3-4. We couldn't get any pressure on the quarterback. Now the 3-4 is getting the shit kicked out of them, and now we're all excited to go back to a 4-3. Well, we have reasons. Yeah, but no, and, and there is, there's, there's Well, yeah, here's the, this is what it really comes down to when it comes to this question, is that is it truly a 3-4 or 4-3 that's the problem, uh-uh. or is it... Like Nova saying, the play calling, kind of being able to coach that system along with the proper personnel. I don't want to hear this crap about, well, we lost KK, and that changed everything. (laughs) That that was his next point. It does hurt. It does hurt. It does hurt. And then losing Poe makes it impossible. Yeah. But when we were talking to Nick Wilson before, he said that we didn't have the personnel to run a 3-4 and I have to disagree. I thought we specifically and Target. explicitly had the three four personnel. Yeah. And yes, KK falling does hurt. Making um McCoy try to be more of a one tech then, or whatever yeah, than he truly that's is. That's not what we brought him It hasn't either. worked well. But I'm start I feel like the one thing that I'm worried about going back right away is yeah going back to the four three is do we negate a lot of the talent that we invested in and maybe we don't because look a lot of these guys are expendable the only question we got is is how was brian burns going to fit into the team but here's the good news he can't fit in any less right next year yeah because he hasn't fit in this year. Yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> let, let me say something real quick to that, to the to the going from the 3-4 back to the 4-3. Um, 
in the four three, I don't think we have the personnel to go back to a straight base four three now because our all our defensive ends are basically they're linebackers. Lean. Yeah, they're, they're lean. They're not thick, heavy. We don't have a Charles Johnson. Yeah, they don't have the physical guys edge. to come off the edge no more. Our, them tackles out there looking like. <laughs> Yeah. That's all they got to do. So then yeah. we're, we're, we're basically kind of we're saying that we're in no man's land. That we really don't have a 100% personnel oh, to, fit, to fit a 4-3. We don't really have the best personnel to fit a 3-4. <laughs> So, so maybe so, that's why we've never seen a hybrid style of defense. Like yeah, maybe maybe we're we're too not because a hybrid is bullshit. You gotta have, and I don't know, is that um, Nick Wilson and I was he was so nice to talk with us. He spent a lot of time with us on the yeah. sidewalk talking today. Yeah. So support WFNZ Nick and Parcel. Par- but I I do disagree on this point, but I didn't fight him on it, and that is that we don't have the personnel for. it is that I thought Poe was finally where we saw him starting to at least be a positive asset because he is a zero tech, at least I thought. He is a space eater. The question, though, is is that now we might learn a lot about what we want to do going forward when we go into the draft or in free agency because we're going to have to try to commit. If we do go back to a 4-3, which could... And G's defense there could benefit a Luke Keekley who has looked out of sorts in this defense. He's just been frustrated. He hasn't been bad, but he hasn't been good. Is that he could he might benefit from a four three, but it's gonna take going a Nick Bosa. It's gonna be going and getting a guy that you believe is a big body boy who can still get pressure. Chase Young. So with the talent that we have now going to the draft, if we're not going to the offensive line, if we're going to the defensive line, we need to start with a big zero tech who's nasty at the line of scrimmage and who's a mauler. Yeah. So, it wouldn't be a bad idea. Do you feel like the priority mm-hmm. is that defensive, uh, defensive line? I think so. I think it is. And the reason I think so is we did put Greg Little on IR, but I think it was because of his ankle. Please tell me it was his ankle and not his head. Right. As long as it's his ankle and not his head. Like, we've invested there. We've invested in Moten. Yeah. We have – it's not like Daryl Williams is going to go get any money anywhere else. We invested in Paradis. And I wouldn't be upset with us going and getting the – but we, we need just as much on the defensive line now as we need yeah. on the offensive. Yeah, no, that's not an overstatement. But how much is how much of this issue is the offensive line as well? I mean, even today when some of those sacks that Kyle Allen took were once again where he just refused to move in the pocket. One time he gave up, he get, he lost seven yards, and he still had like five yards in front, of him. in yeah. front of him. All he, game long. And he just literally does this. Stand there. And then waits there for three seconds before somebody can get to him. That pocket. offensive line would not look as bad if Cam was Batman. No, and you know, uh, so someone even said in our chat room earlier. And, and thank I, God and for I, Dennis Daly. Yeah, thank God for Dennis Daly. Yeah, I know no, people have been trancing pick. on him, but that was a great pick. And you know, uh, I have said this earlier, and someone said it in the chat earlier. It's hard to evaluate Scott Turner for his play calling. When we have a quarterback that has maybe the worst arm talent mixed with pocket awareness that I've ever seen. Wait a minute, man. Taylor Heineke ain't had it like that. What? No, <laughs> no, you're right. He he definitely didn't, but man. Thank God he didn't have to watch Timmy Clausen. Mm-hmm. I, I, oh, hey, 
I, I, I might prefer Taylor Heineken to Kyle Allen. At but Taylor Cook, I, 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 yeah, I would. Yeah, and he beat him out, too. He, yeah, he, he had, had a much more successful college career as well. And so you have that success. He's got a a track record of success where he's gone. He was he's broken records at ODU, right? I don't know why we parted with him because well, I think it had a lot more money too. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think you're gonna have that, but I think uh, you know, the, he's not he's still more athletic. I think he gave you more of what Cam was than than Kyle Allen does. Yeah. You know, I think he's a little bit more of the athletic type than Will Greer. Will Greer has a lot more like of that burst initial speed, but he doesn't have the. I still tell you, you know what? We could have used Tyrod Taylor. Taylor Heineke is more, <laughs> more like a Ryan Tanner healer with his skill set as far as short and intermediate passes. He's good, but he don't got the arm for the deep ball. Yeah, Tanner Hill at least got an arm. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's go to the next call. What's going on, C3? It's Theo from Asheville again. Um, What's up, Theo? I just want to make a quick point. You know, the game just finished. I'm actually really proud of how the team played today. You know, it's nothing I, I really to really fight for. We, we did not. We really dug in and fought hard. Um, you know, besides a few key mistakes here and there, time management, we um, we, we played a pretty good game. Um, at least, you know, I feel like. We always like to play to the level of our competition, no matter who we're playing. Example, Falcons. But, um, you know, um, who we're facing today, I think it was a really good performance from our Panthers. I just wanted to say, um, you know, Luke Keekley, we obviously know how talented he is. And his football IQ is, I mean, through the roof. He, he just knows so much about the game. And, um, you know, I just really hate for the Panthers to waste Luke Keekley in his prime. I feel like he's getting to those those years where, you know, he's he's still such a great football player and still knows the game, but he's starting to lose a step or two. And I mean not this year, probably not even the next, but you know, we gotta we gotta start looking at this and if we really wanna rebuild the roster, I mean I'm afraid of how long it'll take to get our team to where we wanna be and I really just don't want to throw away those precious years with you know, that's possibly the best defensive player in the history of the Panthers. Um, it'd be really sad to see all that talent wasted. So I want to know your opinion on, well, A, yeah. what we do with the future of our franchise, if that's the right, reason. So, yeah, um, thanks for the call, Theo. Um, I was going to just keep rolling through because we got a couple more calls to go, but I do think this is a tough question. Is like, is who is safe? Right? Is that is anyone safe on the roster? And I felt like this is that what we said is like if if you gave us three picks for Cam Newton, all yeah. of a sudden we're interested in talking. What does it take for you to get Christian McCaffrey from us? Is he fully safe? Is <laughs> Luke Keekley and and look, all of these guys because of the way Panther fans are and we the organization we have been. We would say none of those guys are touchable, right? They're untouchable. Right. If you give me your first and second for the next three years, I might. Right. <laughs> yeah. It is that, to be but a what good is it having a great player on a terrible team, though? And it harkens back to the era of Steve Smith on this team with nobody to get him the ball. And for three years, Steve Smith was on the shelf. And I always said if you put him on the Colts, 
He's a first ballot Hall of Famer at oh, that time. Oh, easily. So, yeah, is yeah. that, I think right now is that I don't think people can give us enough for Cam Newton. I don't think anybody's going to give us enough. I don't enough. think willing to do that. Right. I wouldn't do it at all. I don't know what about, like, about Luke. Let's, and that's the question there, is what does it, ta- is Luke untouchable, Cody? I would still say, yeah, and here's why. I think that if we're going to evaluate Luke's um, uh, talent going forward, and if we just base it off of what we see this season, I could easily see a scenario where he goes to another football team that has some better pieces on defense. And listen, he might never be 2015 or 14 Luke Kinkley ever again. I think we all know that. Like we can I mean, all be honest with ourselves. Last year in the I year don't want to be honest with myself. Yeah, I know. I don't want. Listen, man. I love Luke Kinkley, man. That that's my my the favorite defensive player that that I've ever known and followed. Um, I I still think that you know we were talking about Dante Jackson and G talked about uh, Dante and the the narrative for these two players are are similar. Like. I'm not going to throw the baby out with the bathwater on either of those two guys this year. Yeah, they're not playing great, but again, no one on this football team is. And I think that if we have better players around Luke Kickley, to have that kind of presence, that kind of film studier that knows the offense, knows what the quarterback's going to check to, knows how to tell the defensive tackles to get in position, I'm just, uh, if we're going to try and be competitive anytime in the next Two, two or three years, uh, you don't give up that kind of a play. The interesting part to that, though, and I'll yeah. agree with that, Luke seemed like he was indecisive today. And what I mean yeah, by He's that, been look, seemed but, like that for the last exactly. month. Right. But I'm wondering where that comes from. He's always been, I know what the next thing is. Well, I know what's I'm coming. I'm telling you, man. Yeah, and it's it been something's been wrong with Luke. Is it that there's something wrong, wrong, wrong with Luke? Or is it that he's questioning the play calling? Or is it that... Well, there was one play today where one of the corners started to trail a player. He told him to go back. And he told him to go back. They hiked the ball. Then it goes there. And he didn't... Luke didn't go out there. Yeah. That was one of the touchdown plays, I think, or got down That was to one the that one. was the first down. It was like a third down. But the one you're talking about was also one because he held his head like, oh, my gosh, what He was do? so mad, and we couldn't tell if he was mad at Eric Reed himself. And, you know, he has never played in a 3-4. So, this yeah. Is, yeah, I mean, yeah. this is going to be a learning curve for him. But we also know, too, <laughs> is that it doesn't matter if it's a 4-3 or a 3-4. We've seen this in the past. This was in 20, ooh, one year where our defense, I think it might have been 2017, our offense was better than our defense. We had a pretty good year, but the defense was not the one that was carrying the team that year. That year, remember, we went to Detroit and killed, we killed New England in New England. Yeah. Um, in that year, Luke seemed to regress, and we had a small momentary conversation and a lot of people said this. A lot of people who really know football more than I do said guards are getting to the next level. I was and, calling it the cat And you're saying this is yeah. what your point has been for weeks now. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. And I'm all right. Luke. Luke has made his bones. Yeah. It don't matter. I'm not worried about him. Even if he is regressing, is that as long as his head, he ain't getting concussions, I'm okay. The question is this. Is today... Was it a mistake to start Dante Jackson? Uh, or at least did he start? They announced him like a starter. 
Well, the thing is, I don't know if it's a matter of a mistake to start him. I think they are not using him effectively. I think that he should. He's even though we're more of a zone type of secondary for whatever reason, he needs to be matched up on their fastest guy. He should have been on the little baby Tyler Lockett all day. Time. It should have been he the should, little guy versus the little guy. There should and never I think be Tyler Lockett would have blew the dust off of him. Yeah, because Tyler Lockett is special, bro. <laughs> yeah. That mug is special. But Dante he's Jackson, great. he's got like you said, like Cody says, he's got the talent. The guy's got the talent. He just got dirty eyes. He got a bad habit of looking yeah. at the quarterback. And if, I, and, and if the rush is not getting to the quarterback, Dante loses his guy, leaves him wide open. And boom, you got him, uh, got us getting hit over the top every time. And a lot of, yeah, is that that deep ball. And, and you know what? I want people to be fair to Trey Boston. I think Trey Boston oh, no, has no, been. Do you think he's been bad or good? I think he's, I think been, he's been best. mediocre. Yeah, which that's what we thought he would be. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, we didn't think he was going to come in there and. Is this. You thought he'd be better than Colin Jones and Rashad Gary? I, that's what I said. Is Pat Coltrane, if you listen, Pat Coltrane, baby Bubba, he said this is he was like, and all y'all were calling for uh, Trey Boston. And I hated Trey Boston his first stint here. But I said, well, what would you rather have? Pollen Pones out there. Yeah, and uh, so real quick, <laughs> uh, I want to make sure that we uh, get this Tree shout 50. out to Tree Thank 50. you, brother. Tonight's discussions on point, slapping on tap. Thanks, you, man. Appreciate the donation. Um, and then on top of that, yeah, I mean, so like, look, man. How did you read that, by the way? Well, I just, I just assumed like on point, like well, you know. You got it. Yeah. I don't know. I couldn't read that. It looks like dang. Uh, I figured. That, I mean, what, else, what, what else would he be saying to, to donate? Well, uh, I mean, I thought he could have said this, yeah. is that, like, I was crushing Chips Ahoy cookies, and I thought it was Cody. I thought, as Cody sent me a message one day, he's like, I just crushed some Chips Ahoy cookies, and I was like, what does that mean for you young kids today? I'm like, it just means I was eating some cookies. <laughs> that, that's all that means, man. All right, so shit. back to... Question. Yeah, which was Trey Boston? Is that look? Cause I, nobody thought he was going to be a real. Like, I feel he's made some some really good plays. And by the way, I don't know if anyone's watching the content that the Panthers upload to their YouTube channel, but they do. Some no, not, because uh, they have less followers than us on YouTube. Well, but I'm telling you, though, they have the yeah. smallest Whenever YouTube you hear, following on the earth. The Panthers. The Panthers, oh, the yeah. Panthers have like fifty thousand subs. I, oh I tell you, about and the, they're the fucking team. Whenever, you, <laughs> whenever you hear Trey Boston on the microphone. He is getting in this team's ass, motivating players. Yeah. And, and, and he's really that one guy in our locker room that's like, yeah, player. that's really trying to make these guys be the best versions of, of themselves. And I think if we Robert, didn't have him and Gerald McCoy, we'd be a lifeless group right. of yeah, people. Yeah, man, just a bunch Absolutely. of young guys that are mad at the uh, play calling. So, yeah, man, I'm not I'm not mad at Trey Boston. I wouldn't even be mad to, to bring him back for another year just so that way. It's it's not a hold the field, and it, so we don't have to. We need to draft a safety in the first round if we don't. Yeah, for a hundred percent. Something I seen today with Ch- Jay Boston when uh, Russell Wilson threw that ball, he was beat. He was beat good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Russell Wilson threw that ball. I was watching that play, and I seen Russell Wilson looking one way, looking one way over towards Dante Jackson way, and when he looked that way, the guy came across and Trey Boston. He bit on it because the same, he looked he looked them off real good. Then he looked back and came back, and Trey Boston was was out of place. So Were they picking on Dante today? Yeah, but 
I, I think that that the the Panthers put them in scenarios to pick on Dante, kind of yeah. like what CK was saying. Um, but I mean, we're also not taking responsibility away from Dante Jackson because he is making bonehead plays. But at the same time, yeah, you mentioned it earlier, Tony. You don't expect. Dante Jackson to shut down DK Metcalf. No, like come That's on, that ain't do, do we think this is a is what is needed for him to be able to realize that okay, you know, maybe I need to be coachable because it doesn't feel like he's coachable. Josh Norman ain't coachable. Like How about this? This he is a good. This is a, this is a good question for everybody. I thought Dante had potential, even though he's smaller, to be an outside corner and play whoever out there. Right? Do we? Maybe I was wrong. Does Dante need to be a nickel corner, that slot corner, to to stop guys? Well, I think it's. I don't think the answer is to cut him. No, definitely you don't cut him. Yeah, you definitely. I think having him. uh, I mean, look, is he started since day one? He's been. He's done. He's been up and down. Yes. Right. But we don't have a luxury of talent to cut people right now. That's like saying we're going to cut Brian Burns. Because we're go- well, I won't say that because we're going to a four three next year. Yeah. They don't make no. We don't have a gluttony of riches. If you're an asshole that steps outside of the protocol, and we've got five guys that can play similar to you, then that's one thing. But we ain't got a guy behind you that can do shit. Yeah. Right. Ross Cockrell. Yeah, and that, I mean, and and God bless him, but he's more a little bit like Bradbury, if anything, in that. And you know what? Well, is none of these guys are great. None of, yeah, he is. He is like a heady guy. And then Bradbury generally does, I feel like. But none of these are great. We don't have the luxury. And Bradbury might not come back next year. Like, yeah. I mean, I, how many times, how many people can you replace? Yeah. I wouldn't even give Bradbury all that money, though. Yeah, nope. I don't. I don't. I don't think I, I give him all that money. I think I give him okay money, but I not. give him Justin Trufant money. Yeah, I mean that's that's reasonable though, <laughs> you know. All right, next call. What's up, C three? Chef Jeff again, real quick. Chef Jeff. Uh, just watching the pregame for the Dallas game, and uh, I'm just gonna put this out there: Zeke Elliott is a bottom. That's all. Keep pounding. Dang, that's messed up. Hey, Let's what's going on? It's your boy Brent Hurt. No, he didn't call him gay. He called him. Uh, Interesting game. I mean, we knew that we weren't going to win, so yeah, I'm not even I mean, upset or anything anymore. Um, just uh, just a few points that I wanted to uh, do. This uh, Herbert. First off, yeah. our defense is terrible. It's awesome. And You're right, brother. Like I said, I'm not trying to like make excuses for Luke, but just watch the film, and you'll see he has. Now he 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 picked a couple bad uh, holes, but. Mm. He, uh, yeah, you can see that the defensive line, I mean, the offensive lineman is like pushing him back. Like, and that's not how that's supposed to go. Um, I think we just need to strap our whole secondary. I've made excuses because I like the kid. I think he thought, well, I thought he had a lot of potential better than Bradbury and everything like that. But Dante Jackson is cocky for no damn reason. Um, yeah, so we just need to scrap the whole secondary. Uh, I know I don't know what happened to the no, pressure that we were second, generating earlier. I don't know if it's injuries or what. Maybe Dontari Poe made a bigger difference than I thought uh, because he actually played pretty well before he got injured. 
Um, so I don't know about that. Now, what I the, on the positive side, but you got to be rather our offense with a competent quarterback blah, 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 and a blah, blah, decent offensive coordinator. I like what uh, I know he probably won't be ours uh, next year, but I like what he's been doing, and I, I, I'm interested to hear what you think. But I like uh, what Scott Turner has been doing with Curtis Samuel and like the play design was it was a little bit more crisp than it has been in the last few uh uh games or you know all year really uh and you can see because the receivers are getting open Kyle Allen's just a bum like if you can get rid of a bum that offense can be something special uh I don't want to you know, waste away CMC's uh, good years it's on Christian just Kevin bad offensive coordinators and a bad quarterback. Uh, but I like what they're doing. There's Curtis Samuel, DJ Moore. Number three. I love what he's doing. He's actually, he was coming in the league fourth in receiving yards, if y'all didn't know. He's been doing great. The offense can be good. Uh, the can. offense can be a playoff caliber offense in my view right now. You add Cam to the defense and that offense is no. pretty nasty. Yeah. Uh, All right, so here's yeah. the thing. is Brother Herbert's right. It's the problem with this is the defense. And, look, it's been the same thing. Unfortunately, when I said this in the very first quarter, is this same fucking team we saw last week, four weeks ago, two months ago, is this, is that for a moment we had an idea that without Cam our season wasn't over. What did I tell you guys? Without Cam, season over. And then all of a sudden we had this brief little lightning in the bottle type moment where we go, oh, maybe it's not all the way over. But it is. And all the holes on offense that Cam covers up, the offensive line, the hole, these other guys, they would have been doing the same thing. Christian McCaffrey is a a gem, dude. He's sensational. Even when they know, they put eight in a box against him, and somehow he squirts through for six, seven yards. <laughs> yeah, still. man. It's yeah. insane. DJ Moore, yes. I think DJ Moore, though, has benefited from Kyle Allen because he can't look but anybody but the, is it the X? Is that the way, like, if we're playing I Madden, is that, like, it's this. It's like, it's, and he's the one. He's the one with the red line, and you're like, I can only look at him. Scott Turner, though, was very good today because he manufactured plays in the run game that were not exclusively Christian McCaffrey being Absolutely. sensational. And, yeah. and it made the uh, the defense have to account for every motion. It yeah. wasn't like a motion where it's motion just for the sake of that seeing what Sometimes it felt in. like North did. It's yeah. just He's like, just man. run them across to see what they for, do. Just to see if we're in man or if we're in zone, see what type yeah. of defense we have as much as we possibly can, at least before pre-snap. When they um, brought DJ Moore... They motion DJ, I think, into the backfield, and then ha- and then you go, oh, we're dropping a receiver in to be extra blockers. Nope, we're handing it to DJ. It yeah. was like all it was. <coughs> it was very good. Yeah, was. I agree. I agree, and I think it was unpredictable. But I also wonder, do we? Does it become predictable after this week? Well, what you want is an offensive coordinator who is going to use the talent like it should be. He's going to maximize the yes. talent. And that's what Scott did. No one wasn't yeah. doing that with the guys. Yeah, I agree. And I think he's he's realizing 
Kyle Allen is having trouble getting the field, the ball to the receivers down the field. So let's get it to him in the backfield. The problem has been twofold. Confused Kyle defense. Allen, actually today was the first day that we didn't see the threefold problem. Kyle Allen, the defense against the run, and usually special teams. Yeah. Today was the first day that, <laughs> yeah. oh, and by the way, I hung out with my boy. Uh, last night, so I come into Charlotte, old friend, we catch up, we stay up late talking and stuff, and he goes, this lady that works with me is a big Clemson fan. And she said, oh, Lord, when they signed Ray Ray, you know what they called Ray Ray? Drop, drop. That's what she called. She said, at Clemson, we called him drop, drop. Yeah. (laughs) And and, and he did drop a lot. Listen, I'm a Clemson fan. Ray Ray dropped a lot of passes. And I told y'all, that he was either in danger of two things. He was either going to drop the pass or he was going to take it all the way back to the end zone. But it was yeah. always either or. And sadly, he never did that end zone thing when he was in Carolina. There was no way that uh, Herbert's clock uh, call was 17 seconds. Let no, that see. was uh, Chef Jeff. That's hey, what's going on? This is That's Herbert right here? All right, here we go. Yeah, sorry about that. But I can't wait to uh, start this uh, whole thing over with a new... If we get an offensive mind and get a good defense coordinator, do you see what uh, Wade Phillips is? You know, just get a great defensive mind. We don't, and just get somebody that can be fresh. If we get Greg Williams, it will be a great sign that we're going to keep Cam Newton because I really have never seen him work with with you know his offense work with a stationary quarterback. It could probably, but. Like he is phenomenal with mobile quarterbacks. So I am all in on Greg Williams. Um, I mean, um, Greg Rowan, Roman. Um, I don't know. I know that y'all have y'all, y'all candidates and everything, but I am all in on Greg Roman. You can, I mean, just look at the track record he's had with these mobile quarterbacks. Uh, I mean, they they have all had success under him, and I and I am all in on that. I'm I think that we should keep Cam for at least one more year because I mean let's be honest, if he keeps on getting hurt and everything, as much as we all love him, he's not doing our team any good. Good, but since we have him on this one year um, contract, we can try to see what he can look like if he's healthy. Uh, you know, but I'm I'm for you know, making the Panthers better. So if you're going to get rid of Cam, you present me with a better option. Don't give me Kyle Allen. Uh, oh, so right as much that. as I'm right, fans of individual. There, Herbert, because I want to talk about the coach real quick, is that you guys have for Cody has been saying this, is that if anything, been consistent, right? You've called for Ron Rivera to be fired. You've called for us getting an offensive-minded coach. And I was resistant for a little while for a couple of reasons. One, as I thought that, hey, I like the what I thought was this internal strength of Ron that you even saw in the Amazon show, All or Nothing, when in that Pittsburgh game, he again lets them have it. With that, you know, and I like that, Ron. And I thought for so long, Ron showed a lot of things that in the last couple of years didn't work anymore. He couldn't keep the team going. We were hot in December early in his career, and that always said, you know what, we can build on this, some different things. But where I have changed about, I thought that 
too many people were looking at the Rams and saying, well, just we got to get the next McVay. We got to get the next McVay. And I thought it was too, like, oh, pretty car or whatever it is. But here's where I've changed my mind. I think the benefit for having an offensive coach is this. If you get a defensive coach who's great or a very good coach, and then he gets a great offensive assistant, what's going to happen? That assistant is gone. Is going to go hit a, f- yeah. a job. Yeah. Well, he he's going to get a head coaching job. So then you're going to have to be continually trying to find oh, right. an assistant Your that's great. Is always up and down. So what the good news about being an offensive head coach is, is that it's a lot easier to find a fucking defensive assistant coach, a defensive coordinator. It's less cool for them to just go off and get a job. Ask uh, Sean McDermott who had to interview for several years, asked these defensive coaches. It's not as sexy as like, oh, we're going to go get the next. And so I think when you get the offensive play caller now or an offensive coach, he can't be lured away. What if he really is great? Who do you think the Atlanta Falcons would rather have as their coach right now? Kyle Shanahan or Dan Quinn? Oh, And and what happened? uh, Kyle Shanahan was there as the coordinator. Everybody was singing Dan Quinn's praises. And then out goes Shanahan. And then you see what that coach is really capable of when it comes to consistency. And it only took Shanahan two years then. Yeah, and I I hate to use this as an example too, but look at Sean Payton in New Orleans. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's, it's that same thing. You know that when you have... That play caller quarterback combo, you always trust that your offense is going to be able to do enough when it matters the most. And we have only ever had one side of that duo. We've had Cam Newton be able to ball out and overcome bad play calling, but he's never really had a, a, a coordinator that is that is helping him and the team at the same time. Sean Payton isn't going to get lured away by no. a team. Um, Andy Reid definitely not, not getting run. lured. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not getting lured away. So you know what? Take Nick Fangio. Take him over there. Take you know what? And so Nick and Nick Parcell, uh, Nick Wilson. Money, excuse me. Man. Nick Wilson made a great point. It was, we were talking about how we wanted Lincoln Riley. <laughs> yeah. And he said this, is that if Lincoln Riley leaves, that more than likely he would be, go to Cowboys, That's right? That's who I would like that. But he said, this yeah. I thought was a great point. And because Lincoln, Lincoln Riley was an assistant coordinator, uh, offensive coordinator at East Carolina University, head coach Ruffin McNeil, defensive coach, tenured guy. Yeah. Now Lincoln Riley is the head coach. Guess who he brought in on his defensive staff? Dang Ruffin McNeil. Yeah. The old hat. What like Brandon Herbert was talking about where you get um, uh, Wade Phillips. Yeah, right. Right. Nick Wilson said this, is that if I'm Lincoln Riley and I'm not taking this, I'm going to get Ron Rivera as my defensive coordinator. I said, that sounds great, except for we haven't seen Ron Rivera be a good defensive coordinator <laughs> yeah, not in a long time. Not not a long time. So not it does. I actually think that'd be great. Look, I think Ron Rivera would fit well at a place like the Redskins, the Browns, places that are a fucking mess. Yeah. And that he can bring a, just an even keel thing. But I don't think necessarily he's going to come in and be the guy that change that put, if you're close, he's what gets you over. Right, right. I think he is a guy that gets you from a shit 
to pretty damn good. Yeah. You're like, I'll go eat at that restaurant. Right, right. And I want to get back to that, that feeling that, that you said that you had when you came over before that Rams game. That when Cam Newton is on the field, man, I don't care who we're playing. I don't you care You put where, high school players in with him. I trust that, that, that this is the guy that can get it done on, in, in a given moment. Any situation. I want that Cam back. But I also want a coach that, that goes you feel along the with same that. way, right? What right. we have, and I do, and I mean, you know, I've been, you've been bringing me up, you've been dragging me with you along the way. But I've said this: is Ron Rivera was good for our team, but I don't necessarily at any point feel like he gave us the specific advantage. He wasn't right. a disadvantage to our team, right. but like when the way you talk about Kyle Shanahan, the way we talk mm-hmm. about some of these other guys, and really Belichick is the oddball. He's the defensive coach. Yeah. He's the one defensive coach that can find a way to do it with no matter who the fuck is on the team. Well, there's a few, but they're definitely more rare. Belichick, uh, I'd say Pete Carroll. Yeah. Uh, Mike, uh, Mike Tomlin in Pittsburgh uh, is another defensive guy. How do they do it? Yeah, I don't know, uh, man. But All right, last call of the night. Uh, we're going to be here Tuesday, 9 p.m. live, doing the show. Don't forget to tune in. We're on YouTube, iTunes, tune in, Stitcher, leave a review. Um, and also call in for Tuesday's show. So we got a lot of cat calls. We've been, man, you guys have been tremendous supporters. Make sure you smash the thumbs up button. Let's see what this last call's got. Uh, guys, I don't know if I'm missing something or whatever. Is is Brian Burns injured? I, I don't know what I'm missing here. I mean, he was having a great first half of the season. They just kick him to the side out of nowhere. The defensive play calling season. was a joke. Eric Reed. It, he can't make a tackle. He can't cover I'm people. He's, to playing. Worry he's not. He's just not good. playing well. <sighs> I mean, I like Scott Turner. I think he was able. I liked how he made adjustments to the offense in the second half. And I, I mean, the, the, there's not really anything to talk about. Kyle Allen. It's Kyle Allen, and the defensive coaching is the <sighs> biggest problem with this well, defense right now. I like the talent on the team. Actually, I think. When you have yeah. a player like Dante Jackson shows so much potential last year and you see so much regression, I don't know how you can't put a lot of that on the coaching staff. It's the coaching staff's job to excel a player's skill throughout the season. And all they've done is hurt him. And well, the biggest takeaway is obviously yeah. Kyle Allen. Why do we keep starting him? Okay, look, you're starting him, you want to tank, you want a good draft pick. Mm-hmm. That's fine. But when it's 30 to 10 and he's throwing three interceptions, fuck it. Put in Will Greer. What are you Billy thinking? Jack, just get him some experience. Just see what he can do. We'll still lose the game. Just put him out there. Also, Christian McCaffrey, if we're getting blown out, I don't want him out there. I don't even want to have yeah. a chance of him getting injured. I don't. I think Perry Fewell is way overwhelmed. He doesn't know what he's doing. And the rest of this season is just going to be a joke. Uh, love the podcast, guys. Thanks. Man, fantastic call there. Um, I do disagree a little bit with the uh, only the coaching. I do think there are personnel problems on the defense yeah. but there there is look there's a reason the head coach got fired yeah. yeah there's a reason that the team isn't doing well and you're right the coaching is part of a large part of that problem i don't know though if it's just always expecting a second year player to progress though is evidence of that there are sophomore slumps but at the end of the day it comes down to this is that this team is not ready yeah. He's not ready on any moment. Dante Jackson wasn't ready on that 95-yard touchdown last week. Yeah. Half of these players don't look ready. Even the guy who we think should be the fucking defensive coordinator in Luke Keekley 
doesn't look ready all the time. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. There's this air of just shit over this football team. It's the stink. And it's hard we got to the tell. Fucking stink. It's on hard this. to tell. Hey what's... guys, but what if this new defense that they're putting in, and it's probably so. We've heard it all. You know, they still having trouble learning it and and learning all the run fits and stuff like that. You know, once you know it, you know it. I mean, yeah. look at Matt Ryan and that Kyle Shanahan offense yeah. the first year versus the second year. Yeah. I think it might be a. I'm almost worried if we try to just go back, backwards. Yeah. Because this didn't work this year, and I'd be worried that Brian Burns all of a sudden becomes a pick that isn't as great as it could have been. Right. That you know. How often does that happen? Like in life, I mean, you have a company that has a new change. You don't like it because it's new, and you try it once and it doesn't work out, or. You know, you have the first hiccup with it. You immediately get so angry you want to regress you back to the old You can't do way. that. But you can't, you can't continue to live in a stagnant world because everything's going to continue to evolve beyond you. And we went so all in on the change. By drafting Brian Burns, yes. by drafting Christian Miller, by keeping Marquis Haynes, by almost cutting Obata. Yeah. We you cannot know? lose the amount of work, the amount of draft capital we've invested in this change to to just basically say, all right, we're done. I think the problem is always and will always be that they've got it set up to where people don't understand their, their gap assignments. You can see it just when somebody, I just don't get how that's even possible. They still got to think. They still got to think instead of reacting. To that is see. a good point, is that they're thinking yes. about the defense rather than being instinctual. And does that change if you are in that Ooh. defense long enough? Does that change? Ooh. Yeah, and then keep in mind the first-year players that are in under this system, and then now they're going to have to go and then learn something different next year. That should have You, you, you kind of have to just uh, – I mean, it's almost – feeling like we kind of have to double down on the 3-4. Because I've said to you before, you know, running the football on the 3-4 defense doesn't have to look as bad as it does with Why the Panthers. Why do we struggle so much against the fucking 3-4 historically right, when exactly. we're a running team? Exactly. Like we were a running team all those years, and every time we played a 3-4, we got smashed. That, I answered that. Because when the 3-4 defense is played right and it's called right and it's executed right, you got formations for every formation you can line up with offensively. You got yeah. the 3-4 odd, the 3-4 even, the 3-4 over, the 3-4 unders. And if you call them right and they play them, the gap assignment right, you can stop anything. So it boils yeah, down yeah. to coaching at yeah. that point. Yeah. 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 So I would say don't don't run from the three four. I would say We've not invested yet. too much. It's kind of – and yeah. this is the fear, too, that I get when a team, when they go all in on an, a quarterback in the first round, Top ten pick, you know, top five. It's the sad thing is you're a bad team usually. Well, yeah. not usually. You are a bad team. You got a yeah. top five pick. You then go and pick this guy, but it takes time for you to figure out if it if it's a bust or not. Like you can't just be like, oh, it was a bust this year. We give up. So think about Bortles. Think about Tannehill. Yeah, they're all yeah. all busts. Yeah, Tannehill's starting. Tannehill's playing, but ta- yeah, but I mean, but like how long? So but you have to give them enough years. time to, to see. Five years, yeah. You have to give them that time. You can't draft a quarterback in the first round, and like the Cardinals did. Look, look what happened. They are set back so long because they took Rosen in the first oh, round yeah. and then immediately turned around and then reversed course on what they. The were doing. only so thing that I positive, yeah. The only positive thing about the Cardinals is, is this: at least they put their foot down. And they said, this is not where we want to go. 
Yeah. Yeah. They just cut their yeah. losses and they said, you know what? Here's our moment again. Let's just go this way. I don't know if it's the right, but I agree. Is this is that when you miss a first round pick like a Vernon Butler, like a Kelvin Benjamin? Yeah. It's actually back. It's, yeah. It does. Is that we didn't have the luxury. If Kelvin Benjamin all of a sudden would have been a top receiver in this league, then we're in a different place. Yeah. If Vernon Butler would have come out and been a top, who else do we got out there? Is that I'm trying to think. Is Shaq? Look, it's Shaq Thompson. It's six years, five years in, and he's. Yeah. Just look, now, look, I got his jersey on. Yeah, I'm cheering for him. Thomas Davis. Yeah, and yeah, it's not all his true. fault. But at the same time, is nobody's going out there and going, Shaq is the best linebacker in football right no, now. No, he hasn't had a wild moment. If anything, his most memorable moment to me is when he failed to wrap up on Alvin Kamara in the Superdome in the playoffs. I remember he that. Smashed, he smashed. Uh, yeah, I mean, and, 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 and Kamara just didn't go down. I, I thought Kamara was going to He hit Russell him. Wilson yeah. hard today. He put Russell Wilson on the ground. But then it Russell Wilson also caught the yeah. ball, and it was like for 30 yards. So it's all for nine. All right. Okay, so look, my name's Tony Dunn. It's the C3 Panthers postgame yes. show. We're here on Tuesday nights at 9 p.m., live each and every week. We got this chat room. What do you describe that chat room as? Oh, it's the most lit Panther <laughs> fan base on YouTube, man. Look, I, we got the best Panther fans on YouTube. We are joined by one of our favorite ones today, man. Thanks for showing up, Nova. Uh, no all, 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 all the love that everybody sends, man, we love it. Uh, we do this show for y'all. It's for the fans, by the fans. I'm a fan myself. You've been doing this for seven years. I'm. A, I've only been here what? All of us. Uh, are. Yeah, I live yeah, over here. I mean, this is a, right. this is for you guys by you guys. CK and I were talking about this before the game. Is and this is very important to me as some as the person who started this podcast. Right. Is I don't want this podcast to be about me. I don't want it to be about you. I don't want it to be about any one of us. This is not talking us talking to you. This is us sitting around in a circle, riding to the car, riding to the game in the car together, rapping about football together, where each that's of it. us have, and that's why the show is great. If it was just me talking to you guys, the show would only be as good as I could be. And we know, according to Nick and Josh <laughs> and all of this, that it's, it that, it's Cody Lang's yeah, show, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but. Because we make this show about the conversation that you guys and that we're having together, yeah. that's why people love it. And that's why Crazy Ass Mugs will watch this show for three hours on Tuesday night. What, what are y'all? Y'all crazy as fuck. Y'all lit as fuck. All right, how can they follow you on Twitter before Tuesday? At Cody Lack, C-O-D-Y-L-A-C. Um, I, I also do want to say this, man. I look forward to these post-game shows on Tuesday nights. More than I do a Panther football game at this point in time, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm mean, way more therapy, bro. I've had way yeah, more fun doing this therapy. with y'all than I did watching that game today. I'll Imagine how bad this season would be if we couldn't hang out together. Oh, it'd be fucking oh, terrible. Oh gosh, dude. I'm gonna listen. I tell you this, is I ain't gonna listen to no. I don't know. I'm gonna listen to fucking Business Wars podcast. <laughs> yeah. <on the> <laughs> right. CK, where you got? Where can they find you? CK needs followers. He's at like 112. Which is twelve more than he had like a month ago. Yeah, we need to get him. We're that. We're getting to, up there. To, we're, our goal is two hundred before the draft. <laughs> before the draft. All right. Yeah. You can find me at Codizzle Allen. C O D I Z Z L E Allen. A L L E N. All right. You're heading north. Nova Black. You're heading south. Yeah. Where, where can they find you on Twitter? 
Oh, at Nova Black. Yeah. This is at N-O-V-A-B-L-A-K. I ain't no C in my black. No C. No C. You can't see me. Cut the lights off. Boom. It's like Dante Jackson. He can get he can cut the light switch off and be in bed before the lights are off. That's how fast it is. Right. Um, and I'm heading east. We got four hour drive, but man, I tell you this is worth it hanging out with you guys. Oh, yeah. We're gonna be here on Tony Nick says, you know I love you Tony. Man, you love talking <laughs> shit. Y'all love talking shit. And I love it too. Don't worry. I got a thick skin. Actually, I'm very sensitive. I'm gonna cry all the way home. But I'll see you on Tuesday night, guys. Let's get the hell out of here. He misses your mustache. <laughs> <laughs> we know what it can be. Kyle yeah. Allen. It's the Kyle Allen stash. <laughs> Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.